started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. the program. Welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm Mark. It's 508-996-0500. If the caller who got cut off by the news, there's literally nothing I can do about that. Um, but if you want to call back, feel free to call back at 508-996-0500. Also, if, um, if you want to app chat as well, uh, we can take that. We've Bob from New Bedford says the best energy policy includes oil, gas, solar, electricity, and nuclear. If you rely, rely too much on one, you will be in trouble. Well, to that end, I mean... Right now, I think anybody that says uh, uh, energy system that can rely, you know, that relies, uh, can rely solely on wind power, solar power, and all of that is sustainable is obviously um, diluted, right? Uh, I think anybody, anybody who even wants to move in towards a more sustainable energy energy practices recognizes that that's um, that 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 the that reality, and um. You know, we've seen other countries maybe have over-reliance on offshore wind, and that hasn't worked out particularly well. But, again, it's a component that is part of a broader system that will, you know, reduce energy costs. You know, as far as cars go, um, it, it's, it's, it may be carbon-intensive to make a, uh, make a new car, uh, to make an electric car more carbon-intensive than to uh, making a gas powered car but the life of the throughout the life of the car it will produce uh, significantly less i think half of the carbon output that a gas powered car will and you've seen a lot of car companies actually jump on that as well um you know i think uh, gmc says they're 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 starting to move towards electric vehicles and they don't want to produce any more gas powered vehicles at a certain point maybe in the next 10 20 or so years so if the car companies are moving in that direction, then they may reg. I, I would I would wager that they recognize, um, you know the, uh, you know the how untenable that the um, how untenable this 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 uh, this you know the the current s- system is. Um, so I actually wanted to move on. If you want to call and you know about energy policy about climate change or any of that, you free, feel free at 508-996-0500 or send us a message on the WBSM app chat. I did want to move back to the Morad pay raises, you know, those $50,000 pay raises that were approved by the city council and then eventually scaled back uh, in the last meeting after a response to public pressure. Um, it appears that the conversation hasn't ended there. So just a brief overview. I think everybody's familiar with, with the, the pay raises in uh, a meeting in last month that uh, Linda Moore had put forward to put the salaries of three positions up $50,000, which is about a 50% increase in all of those salaries and about 50% more than the Commonwealth, than any um, city or town in the Commonwealth paid 
for those particular positions. Uh, a lot of people were upset about that. The counselors heard that out. They heard their constituents that they were upset about it, and they capped all of the pay raises at 25%. So those three 50% pay raises would still be getting a 25% pay raise, so it would be about twenty dollars $25,000. Not bad, right? Um, Mayor Mitchell uh, does, uh, you know, not bad for the people getting the pay raises, right? Mayor Mitchell, uh, he was on Newsmakers this weekend, which is a, a weekly news program that airs on Sundays at 10 and at 5.30 a.m. on WPRI. We have Ted Nisi, one of the co-hosts on a lot. Tim White, we've had him on uh, as well, actually, to talk about some of his um, his uh, his expertise on organized crime, which was always really interesting. But we have Ted, we had Ted on Friday to sort of preview that a little bit. Um, I told you, uh, if you'd caught it, I told you that um, Mayor Mitchell had broke, broken some news in that regard. He'd kept the conversation moving forward on that. And so I think it's important to play his comments uh, for you guys, because while the city council made those adjustments, as far as Mayor Mitchell, as far as Mayor Mitchell um, sees it, he doesn't believe the conversation has ended there. So I'm going to play these. I'm going to play these comments for you, um, and uh, then we'll we'll, we'll discuss uh, afterwards. Salaries isn't for, to my mind, shouldn't be about deservedness, at least not in this circumstance. There's way, ways of 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 um, rewarding uh, good performance, but when you're raising a whole salary scale, it's all about the positions. And when the city city council proposed raising uh, the positions that uh, the salaries for the positions that you just mentioned um, unconscionably. Um, and so that that's what what the, where the public backlash came in. They fixed some of it in last night's city council meeting in response to that backlash. I still think there's probably some reining in that has to be done and we'll take a look at, at it when the dust settles and we'll propose. So you're not ready to sign it? I, I've got to, I, I have to sign it. I have to sign it because we, we, we can't, we're, we're, we're struggling to hire people right now. This is the big challenge of city government right now, just uh, the, the vacancies. At some point, you can only you know, put your finger in, in, in the dike so many times. And, and I'm especially concerned about financial management and city government. Um, that's a struggle, and so I will sign it And because we've got to get back out on the market and try to hire a CFO. Uh, a treasurer, uh, an assessor, because those those positions, we have interim folks in there, we have retirees serving in those positions now on an interim basis, and that's that's not good for the long run. So um, that was Mayor Mitchell on Newsmakers. He's talking to Ted, uh, uh, Ted Nisi and Tim White, friends of the show uh, at WPR and that program. It's a really good, they, they talk a lot about the stuff, um, you know, we've been talking about here too, and I, I think it's interesting. I think you should check out the whole thing if you can. It's available on WPR.com. There's a podcast. You know, they talk about more Healy coming to UMass uh, for the climate roundtable. They talk about, you know, he talks about Governor Baker and more Healy and, you know, how his experiences with Baker, the Baker administration and, uh, you know, what he expects from the Healy administration talks about the rejection of Carol Pimentel to the Vogue Tech School Board and uh, the implications that has and the, how that's resurfaced. Mayor Mitchell's um, broader fight with the Vogue Tech admissions, uh, Vogue, uh, the Greater New Bedford Vogue's uh, school administration. I have an article on that on WBSM.com. I, you know, I'd spoken to some of the city councilors. I'd spoken to Mayor Mitchell about it, and I'd also spoken to uh, Mike Watson, who's the superintendent director of Greater New Bedford Folk uh, about what his position is on that. And uh, I lay it out as completely as I can uh, in that in that piece. So you can check that out on WBSM.com. Uh, but to the point of the, the, the pay raises that were proposed by Morad, 
and then they were scaled back by um, by Morad later. The he thinks so. Obviously, he's going to sign it. He had talked about how they don't have a CFO there in. Um, they don't have a CFO there in uh, in New Bedford. Ari Sky had was the CFO there for a while. He had left to be the town administrator in Lakeville. Um, he left to be the town administrator in Lakeville. He's actually one of the people in the short list to be the town administrator in Fairhaven as well. But he he went to Lakeville. That position, he, that's something he had wanted to do. He'd wanted to be a town manager somewhere, and um, and so they've had an interim. Uh, Mike Gagne there, who was who was in Dartmouth for a while, but they had Mike Gagne there filling that position in the interim. But he, they want to get back to having full time staff instead of having sort of uh, you know stop gaps and not only stop gaps or interim people that are you know doing the job and doing it dutifully, but also filling the you know the fifty some odd positions that had been vacated in that group of employees, the Unit C employees. And so as a result, he's got to sign that entire package. So he can't lie down to veto the animal control officer's salary, the the um, the director of community services salary or the uh, licensing director's salary. He can't lie down to veto that. That's not typically how it works. They don't have a lie. He doesn't have a line item veto as governor. Uh, I mean, as uh, mayor, the governor actually does have a line item veto for the budget uh, line item veto, by the way for people who don't know is if you get a package um you can accept you can sign like basically what you want in the law so you can use a line item veto to take certain things out so like this i'm like you know i'm vetoing this i'm assigning the package but i'm vetoing these three things or these four things right he can't do that he's going to sign the whole thing so he's talked about how he's compelled to sign it obviously he doesn't want to go through the entire process of bringing that to the city council it has to go through ordinances has to go back to the council and all of that and the time that's going to take because he's like he said you can only plug those holes so many times and they have a they have basically you know what it amounts to i don't want to say a skeleton staff but the the service the op, the day-to-day operations of government of the new bedford city government that you know operates on a half a billion dollar budget is um severely short staffed so he's going to sign that but he wants to revisit those pay raises that Morad had uh, proposed because he says 25% is still too high. Now we've heard from people we heard from people when Adam Bass was in City Hall talking about whether or not they're going to you know whether or not they're satisfied some of them were satisfied some, a lot of them weren't, right? And I think Scott Lima had told Adam Bass it's going to be difficult to um tell you know to pitch that to the people of New Bedford that 25% is actually, you know, um, uh, fiscally responsible, right? And, you know, I think if they had originally started at 25%, it might have been a different conversation. But since they started at 50 and went down from there, um, you know, they, I think they're they're caught in a difficult uh, situation there. So Mitchell's going to re uh, – he's going to propose those salary changes – and we'll see how that plays out. That's going to be, I think that's going to, it's going to be difficult. I, I've heard some people say, you know, some people have called into this show. Some people have called into Tim's show and Barry's show and Phil's show and and said that they want to see the entire thing just vetoed and redone because at this point they feel as though those particular pay raises sort of taint the whole process. You know, if you hadn't, if you didn't hear 
Chris and I's discussion on it on Friday. Um, you know, I, I don't know if vetoing the whole package is, like you said, tenable, um, considering they have to revisit it and all of that. And <clears throat> he needs those positions to be filled. But, you know, one of the things I did want to say, just if you didn't hear our conversation on Friday, is that when Council President Morad came on Tim's show, and he's going to do he's going to do a weekly segment with with her um, and. I think that'll be good. I'm glad he's, you know, con- continuing that segment. But what Morad and Marky had said, first of all, she used Marky as a meat shield. Um, when Tim asked about that question, she immediately pivoted to Brad, even though she's the one who proposed the, the salary amendments. And then she's the one who amended it to fix her, try to fix her mistake. Uh, she used Brad Markey as a meat shield and uh, said, oh, Brad, do you want to talk about it first? Right. And uh, it was very obvious. I think most people picked up on it. But in case in case you didn't hear that, in case you didn't hear it, that's basically what she did. And um, that's basically what she did. And so then later they said, well, we always said, first of all, it's like, how dare you mention these people's names, right? As if they're not public employees, right? Standing to make a pretty significant salary increase. And I'm not saying they didn't deserve a salary increase. Of course they did, but they're public employees, they're department heads, and it's public record. So the notion that we couldn't talk about public record to attack us on that, I thought was totally ridiculous and just a way to shed the blame on, you know, her mistake. But, uh, one of the you know one of the things they said was oh it's not about the position it's about the people that was just a lie right it's a lie we've heard it from the counselors themselves that it was about these particular people who they said have worked for the city for a long time and deserved it but then after they passed that amendment you had you know you had her say well you know this is you know, how dare you attack these people it wasn't about them not acceptable. I don't think that's acceptable behavior, frankly, from an elected official. And I don't think, and I, you know, whether or not that 25% is, is equitable or not, or whether or not, um, you know, people are satisfied with it, I guess that's, we'll see, right? We'll see. And whether or not the council is going to hold their ground or maybe amend it further, I think is, is up for discussion. But Mayor Mitchell is looking to continue that conversation. And I think that's pretty interesting that he's going to, after signing it, go back. And I don't know, you know, I think it's going to make it harder for him to do that. I think it's going to be difficult to approve that and then go back and say, no, you're going to reduce these salaries. There might be, you know, there might be some legal consequences to that. The difficult position that these employees find themselves in, these Unit C employees, is that they are union employees and they're not um, they're not uh, subjected to collective bargaining. Now, uh, uh, they're not not subjected, but don't have the benefits to collectively bargain. And so that's, you know, obviously a problem, uh, you know, in some of the, the unions, you know, the unions like AFSME, obviously the police and fire are always uh, in a, you know, locked in uh, difficult union conversations uh, with the with the city government. And, you know, we've seen the paraprofessionals uh, on, the, on the school department side. Now, that's handled by the school committee and the school department, the superintendent. They're always 
you know, basically engaged in a dispute with the school department or not always, but, you know, regularly engaged in a, a dispute with the department, it seems, on whether or not their um, their their compensation has been adequate. And none of the unions anywhere on the school department side or the or the um, the school department side or the the unit C side or any of the non-union sides, most of them aren't getting 25% pay raises. And I see, you know, um, I, we're getting some press releases. I know Jake Ventura spoke out against the 25%. He says it's still too high. I recently got a, a press release ta- today from Ward 3 candidate Bob Cabral. Um, and what he said was, the recent vote by the city council to reduce the egregious raises they gave to three department heads does not go far enough as an attempt to placate the constituents while still attempting to take care of three department heads with exorbitant raises. Constituents are still not happy with this and feel that it is not prop, a, a, proper, a, a proper response to their anger. I do not know if any company that gives out 25% raises. Most of the constituents I have talked to feel the 12% should have been the maximum raise given. This is more in line with the maximum most private sector companies give. It's also more in line with what the mayor proposed. He proposed, a, on average, across the board, 10% raises. So, you know, that's basically what he's saying is, and I think a lot of residents were saying, we heard some people say in the council meeting that that, that actually 12%, uh, I mean, 15% raises were, were really where they should have been. So I guess whether or not that continues, and of course, we're to get you know i got some app chat message from people too uh, i remember on friday saying that 25 percent, and i got just messages to myself that uh 25 is too high um that that the mayor should veto the whole package and reconsider again he's not going to do it he feels strongly about uh about giving these you know giving these groups pay raises and they all deserve it uh you know we had the mayor on chris and i and tim's had the mayor on he has the mayor on every week wednesday at 11 that you can check out always a great and informative segment but we have the mayor on too uh usually about once a month and he you know we talked to him at length about this particular this particular problem that they have and he was you know basically urging the city council to uh pass the uh, raises that he had proposed which were based on a study done by a third party consulting firm that has done a ton of work here in the south coast i know they helped um, I think select the town administrator in Westport. They were involved in some of the early town administrator discussions in Fairhaven, you know, the prior to the to the recall election. So, um, you know, they had surveyed a bunch of towns and said, this is where you need to be to be competitive. And I think it was, you know, overall 3% higher than the average salary of what was, uh, was what, what they came up with and about uh, 10% uh, raises across the board. I do want to commend Arthur Hirsch for his outstanding standing reporting on this uh, to get this conversation going. Arthur Hirsch is at the New Bedford Light. He's covering City Hall. We had a great segment, actually, with Arthur Hirsch and Jack Spillane, and then Ted Nisi joined us on Friday to talk about sort of this whole debate and how, you know, it, you know how Arthur went through the process of reporting on it and reporting on it, um, you know, pretty extensively. And then Jack Spillane had wrote his piece that moved the conversation forward. And we were able to talk about it here with you guys uh, throughout the day and here on South Coast tonight. And there's still conversations. I've heard people talking about it um, 
on Tim's show earlier today. There's still people having these discussions during the day programming, and it's probably something that's going to that's going to continue. It's going to end up being, I think, a major uh, issue in the election. We have city elections. We have a special election for Ward 3. We've already heard Ward 3 residents coming out against uh, even the compromise package that the city council has proposed. They're saying they would have been a no vote. You know, again, probably (laughs) it's always good to not be there to... (laughs) It's always good to not be there to vote for something and then say you would have voted against it. But I believe them. You know, I do believe them that they would have been against this, uh, you know, having known uh, a few of them. So this is going to be probably an ongoing discussion. It's, it'll it'll be brought up, uh, you know, even in the preliminary. Uh, it's brought up during the preliminary election. I imagine that discussion will heat up more in the general election, which is January 24th, uh, the January 24th. So it's a week from tomorrow. There will be a preliminary election that windows that field down from seven to two. We have Frank Robinson coming on later this week. He was um, the one, the last one we hadn't interviewed yet. Uh, Frank Robinson's going to come on. on I mean, uh, sorry, Frank Robinson, John Robinson, uh, John Robinson's going to come on on. Um, John Robinson's going to come on on Thursday. So looking forward to talking with John on Thursday and see what his thoughts are on uh, on the you know Morat's pay raise uh, amendments and the the reduction of them. But uh, during the general, when that field gets winnowed down from seven to two, you're definitely going to uh, hear that conversation ramp up quite a bit. And we'll see whoever gets there on February 28th, whoever gets there, um, whether or not they try to propose something on the council when they have the power of filing legislation, local legislation, whether or not they move to amend this, uh, amend these uh, pay raises. So 508-996-0500 is how you can join us this evening. I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be right back. This is South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. Chris will be back uh, later in the week. Listen to us live. Marcus Farrow. Chris will be back later in the week, but I'm joined by you if you'd like at 508 508- Nine nine six zero five hundred. That's how you can get into the program. We're just talking about how uh, Mayor Mitchell wants to uh, further reduce the pace, the pay uh, raises that were um, that were proposed by uh, Linda Morad and uh, passed by the council, and then amended um, by Morad and then passed by the council uh, again. He still thinks that twenty five percent was there originally fifty percent. He still thinks that's too high. He thinks it should be twenty five percent. And after he signs. The package, he's going to relook at some of the positions that he thinks were granted uh, a little bit too much um, uh, salary. So we'll see how the conversation uh, moves forward there as, you know, he said when the dust settles. So I don't know when the dust settles is. Um, I kind of feel like if you got an issue like this, you probably got to move with the momentum. So the dust could be the, the dust settling could be as soon as he. Um, as soon as the 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 dust settling could be as soon as he signs it i have no idea um i don't i think he's in dc for the week i don't want to say that i think he is i think he's i think he's out of town for the week may i might be wrong about that but um i guess we'll see he's supposed to be on with tim on wednesday so if he's there then he wasn't in dc but uh, we're getting some. We're getting to your calls at five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. We're also getting some app chat messages. Uh, Bob from New Bedford says no mention of a possible solution. Uh, no, uh, like specifically, uh, no, 
There's been, he just said they need to be reined in was his words. So they're going to revisit it after, after he signs it, he's going to revisit those particular, those, those three um, pay raises, I think in particular, he had said some of them, but I think he's talking about those three positions that he wants to, um, that he wants to uh, amend. So we'll see again, you'll have to propose something more specific other than, you know, make them lower, but. He probably has a pretty good idea of where they, you know, where they should go. Probably just doesn't want to say one thing and then, you know, maybe, uh, maybe, you know, introduce another thing afterwards, you know, to see whether or not, um, you know, he probably wants to just wait a second to see where that goes. But five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. One of the things he did discuss, which I thought was interesting in that same interview on Newsmakers and WPRI, was whether or not he was going to seek re-election. Now, that's obviously been a, a subject for discussion. Um, the mayor used to be a two-year term here. It's now a four-year term, which I think makes the conversation a little bit different uh, on his end, right? Because it's a four-year commitment, right? It's instead of the two-year commitment. Originally, uh, that it was passed for a ballot referendum. I want to say in 2017 it was a ballot referendum. So then there was a two-year term uh, after that ballot referendum passed. And then 2019 was the four-year term. Mitchell ran for re-election, was elected with like 75% of the vote. It was fairly easy. Uh, he seemed in that interview, and just in general when we're talking, general, genuinely conflicted on it. Uh, he seems genuinely not – He he's – unsure on whether or not he wants to run again. So, I mean, I lean towards, I'm not a mind reader, right? I lean towards him running again. But the way he laid it out, I think, was very, it it was, I think the way he laid it out was very carefully, right? He had said, you know, basically, you want to leave the, you want to exit the stage while people are still clapping. He said, you know, I wanted to bring the school system up to a higher graduation rate. It was fifty six percent when I started. It's eighty eight percent now, right? This, the 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 graduation rate in uh, New Bedford High School. He wants to, you know, bring offshore wind. That's coming, right? We're going to start seeing the turbines. I mean, there was that major uh, jobs fair. I, I have an article on it on WBSM. You can see some of the pictures. I got to go for a little bit on. Was it Thursday? I got to go for a little bit on Thursday while the um, uh, before my you know before the show while it was like in the thick of it like it was three to seven I think I went around four four o'clock and there were a lot of people there there were a ton of people there uh, I saw some elected officials including Mayor Mitchell he's very thrilled at the turnout. And I'd spoken with Klaus Mueller, who's the head of the CEO of Vineyard Wind. Vineyard Wind's the pers- the the uh, company that put the jobs fair on. And I, we had Dana Ribeiro and Dan Kent here uh, to talk about it probably about a week before. Yeah, like a week before the um, – a week before that they, they had put it on. There was a lot of people there, 500 people. They were offering 164 jobs. There were 45 – I think 45 companies there. 35 were hiring and the rest were like educational to, you know, just give people an overview of what to expect. I saw a virtual reality, uh, virtual reality um, booth there where people could, 
you know, put on those VR goggles and the handheld things and, and, you know, sort of simulate what it's like to work on a wind turbine. So I saw a guy climbing up the, you know, kind of climbing up the rungs of the ladder and all that. It was very cool. It was very cool. And again, there's pictures on that in an article on WBSM.com that you can check out. But it was, I think it was really, it was really interesting. So 508-996-0500 is how you can, um, is how you can join us this evening. But he was talking about, you know, we've got offshore wind coming, the unemployment rates lower, you know, it was basically, it was both like a, uh, a reason for him to step down saying he had done the work he had wanted to do. It was also a reason uh it was also uh basically his pitch for for getting reelected so it was a very careful statement on that i lean towards him getting i lean towards him running for reelection in uh this year probably making an announcement sometime closer to uh election you know t- closer to the election season you can start pulling papers in the spring so i don't think we'll hear about it until you can pull papers probably in the spring. Now, I'm going to still find, you know, we we ask him every time he's on, I'm going to still find creative ways to ask him whether or not he's running again because it's fun. And uh, who knows, maybe he'll slip up and, and tell us. But, wow, um, maybe he'll slip up and tell us. But I think at this juncture, he's been there for a while. He knows the job well. He's capable, you know. He's done a good job. He can still do it. And as much as, you know, listing all of his accomplishments, as much as he's accomplished as mayor during his tenure, and I think he'll be the longest consistently serving mayor, but uh, during his tenure, as much as he's accomplished, there is, he probably feels as though there's a lot of work left to be done. One of the things he's been hard, uh, you know, hard, you know, fighting hard for was you know improving the vote admissions policy and working with desi to do that right and there's been some resistance there that might be something he wants to see through vineyard wind is here um you know uh the offshore wind is here it's coming but maybe he wants to be the mayor when you know those turbines start going up and all of that so um again a lot of that leans towards and right now you know obviously he's got options he's a the Harvard lawyer who worked at the U.S. attorneys and was, you know, a mayor of a city for over a decade. So, you know, he's got options definitely in the private sector, uh, definitely in the private sector. Electorally, there isn't a lot of paths uh, available at this juncture. You know, you think, where do you go from mayor? The countywide positions are, are you know, filled right now. Uh, for now, you never know what, what can happen. But of the countywide positions that he may be interested in, like D.A., um, well, probably just DA uh, are you know is is, is you know uh, filled now. Um, Congress uh, Bill Keating's still there; he's going to be there for a while. Um, I'm sure Mayor Mitchell will be looking at that if if Keating were to leave. He did Keating did indicate within the next he said he wouldn't be here for the next ten years or the majority of the next ten years, which is would be another two you know an, another term or two um, unless he decides he likes the job and wants to stay. And I think you know. He's there as long as he wants, uh, you know, Keating's there as long as he wants to be there. But, you know, electorally, there isn't a lot of pathways, I think, right now. So, uh, again, I lean towards him liking the job, wanting to do the job, uh, knowing how to do it. Um, and, 
continuing to do that work because maybe he's, you know, skeptical of someone who may take the reins after him somehow undoing the, the work that he had done. So that's where I lean right now. Again, he seemed genuinely conflicted about it. And I guess we'll get a, we'll get it. We'll, we will get a answer from him in in the probably spring or summer. But my position on it is the mayor's race, barring like you always hear, it'll be someone from the business community or someone from this or that, this like phantom candidate that people are making up. But the, that's you know those candidates are only in the abstract no one's you know they've said well what about this guy or what about that guy it's all in the abstract there's nobody that's been there's nobody that people actually think of when they when they say that there's no specific person it's just this you know uh perspective uh, imaginary candidate that's an amalgam of all the things that could be a a real contender so I mean, Mayor Mitchell did sort of come out of nowhere to win that seat, but I think uniquely qualified uh, in his position being a U.S. attorney and all of that. I think it was unique, uh, you know, I think more or less unique in that. So whether or not that's an interesting race will depend on whether or not he decides to pull papers. Because I think if he, he, it's his job to lose. If he if he runs for re-election, I think he's going to easily be re-elected. I don't think you're going to see a field, a competitive field, run against him i don't think you will you haven't seen one in quite some time right you haven't seen a competitive race uh or even anything approaching a competitive race with mayor mitchell in quite some time so if it opens up obviously there's going to be some discussions uh, you know council city council or ian abrew is, is somebody that always comes to mind in, in terms of being a contender maybe council president moore takes another run at it if if mitchell leaves state rep tony cabral uh in my mind is probably the front front runner considering he, you know he gave mitchell his best challenge when they ran in 2011 uh he's a state rep he's got the name id and he's got a little you know he's got i think a, got a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in his bank account the last time i checked which was a while ago but i can't imagine it went down any significant margin especially considering he ran on a pose last time. By the way, speaking of courthouses and all of that, Tony Cabral is actually going to be in later this week, uh, Wednesday at 7 o'clock. We're going to have Tony Tony Cabral in. He's going to talk about uh, wanting to build a new courthouse in New Bedford, which, God, they need so badly. Uh, someone who's worked in that courthouse for a while. Uh, you know, I've worked in that courthouse, the Totten Courthouse, the Far River Courthouse, the Brockton one, the Plymouth one. And New Bedford by, well, the Attleboro one. New Bedford is second worst. New Attleboro's the worst one. Um, but New Bedford's the second worst in terms of, you know, updated facilities and all of that. I mean, the people that work there that run that courthouse, they do a good job. But the facilities there, the infrastructure there is just lacking. I think they desperately need a, you know, sort of a new legal center uh, like Fall River has or like or like Taunton has, or like Brockton has, those are all significantly nicer courthouses. And I know um, Rev Cabral, when he was chair of the, when he was chair of bonding, had taken, uh, had uh, put together a bond to get that done. So we're going to talk to Rep Cabral on Wednesday uh, about his plans on that. Um, uh, you know, we'll have him, we'll have him in. I'm really looking forward to that. And I think again, that, that, that impacts people a lot more than you might think, because a lot of people do have business in front of the court, not always for bad stuff, not always for criminal arraignments and all of that other stuff or criminal cases. 
um, but for necessary things, things that are part of life, like filing, a, you know, like probating a will or or maybe, you know, some, uh, you know, some uh, adoptions, things like that. Like I had imagined a system in which, you know, there's a new courthouse would include, you know, moving the New Bedford uh, probate and family court while it's working now into the new uh, a new public safety or a new uh courthouse complex that they would build in new bedford i just hope it would be downtown i mean i think in the legal community especially there's a lot of um a lot of lawyers downtown due in large part to the proximity to the courthouses right like that's where why people pick their offices where they i mean that's why i did right i when i picked my offices i had two offices uh two office locations during my time one on union street and one on one on uh, County Street, and it was because it was within walking distance to the courthouse. So um, I'd hope it'd be downtown, but we're going to have Rep Cabral later on in the week to talk about that. I'm looking forward to it. 508-996-0500. So you can get on it if you want to join me this evening. I'm going to take one more break, and we'll be right back. This is South Coast Tonight. 1420 WBSM is now also on 99.5 FM. South Coast. About courage, I learned from my adoptive mom. She said sometimes you just got to hold on and know we'll get through this. Mom, we are so high up. Hold my hand. (laughs) No, you hold my hand. Here we go. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by AdoptUSKids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. Opening a My Social Security account gives you secure access to your personal record and interactive tools tailored for you. You can see if you are eligible to receive benefits, view spousal benefit estimates, and compare retirement benefit estimates at different ages or dates when you want to start receiving benefits. Already receiving benefits? Use your account to change your address, set up or change direct deposit, get a proof of income letter, and more. In most states, you can also request a replacement Social Security card. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Produced at U.S. taxpayers. Get breaking news alerts. Stream audio. Send us text messages and get live traffic and weather updates all on the WBSM app. Download it now from your app store or at WBSM.com. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. We've just been talking about this hour. Um, You know, Mayor Mitchell's statement that he wants to uh, amend more at pay raise uh, amendments, even you know, the $50,000 pay raises that were reduced uh, in half to about twenty twenty five thousand dollars $25,000 pay raises for certain three positions um, for three positions in city government. He still wants, he still wants to revisit it. I know there's some residents that want to as well. They were talking about it in the meeting that our great reporter, Adam Bass uh, had talked to Adam. A- Adam is a is a contributor here at WBSM. If you hadn't heard him yet, he's covering city hall. He's covering the city council, so he he's able to give us updates and call in actually to South Coast tonight afterwards and give us live updates of the um, 
give us uh, live updates of what's happening there and text us live updates of what's happening here. Really supercharging the coverage that we're able to do locally here and, and what a great contributor he's been he, here. And uh, there's no city council meetings this week, but, you know, uh, I know Adam's looking for, for stuff to cover too. So, all right, I got to take another break. We'll be right back. This is South Coast Tonight. If you want to hear everything, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. So you can join me this evening. We're also taking messages on the WBSM app chat. Um, just talking about some local stuff. If you want to talk about some non-local stuff or whatever you want to talk about, I'll be taking your messages. I know there's a lot of interest in uh, in um, you know more Healy's plans for energy policy, the rising costs of energy here you know, in Massachusetts and really throughout the country and what people are doing to try to make it more tenable for for ratepayers here here and everywhere. And uh, that's definitely something I'd be interested in continuing as well. There's some interesting stuff going on in the state house too that I uh, you know that I'll I'll probably talk about a little bit in the next hour. Um but you know really just uh, open forum if you want to chime in on the conversation. We do have a, a good week planned for you ahead as well. Um, uh, actually, Friday, one of our I'll preview our Friday guests. We have Anthony Amore, who you'll remember is a candidate for state auditor, but he's also a world-renowned art theft and fraud investigator, and uh, he's going to talk about sort of the art fraud component of that um, uh, Anna Walsh case. You know, the, um, the 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 husband who's suspected of of who's under suspicion of 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 murdering her uh, was also, um, you know, participated in a great deal of art fraud. So we're going to talk with him about that on Friday. That's going to be really fun, but we've got some other great guests planned for throughout the week, but I'm here with you till 10 o'clock. So give me a call. 508-996-0500 is how you can join me this evening.